Did, uh, how are you, brothers and sisters? Uh, this is, uh, this is Daryl. It's, um, it's Sunday, and it's the 28th of July. I'm already, today marks a week that I've uh, been doing the podcast. I think you're going to feel, and maybe this would feel a little different today. Uh, for one, I'm pretty excited about something that just happened, and I'm, I'm happy to share it with you. Uh, but I'm going to save that for, I'm going to try to splice two segments together and see if I can get just a different feel. So the first part will be, I would say, the reverent part. We'll go, still go through the readings. And then I'm going to try something on the second, in the second half where I kind of give you my thoughts. And I'm going to try to do that a little different and maybe pick up the pace a little bit. Again, I continue to get great feedback through several friends and family. And um, as I grow and try to change change how this is delivered and get to something that feels much more natural to me. I again change the beginning of it. Um, so I want it to feel like, you know, it is it is in the morning. It's the first thing you're kind of getting. And I know people's days start and, and you may not get it in the morning. You may get it on the ride home. But I want, definitely want the, the beginning to feel a certain way. So that morning sound with roosters crowing. And I specifically wanted, and I make, again, I will listen to this back and, and fill it out. But I specifically wanted it to be three... Three crows of the of the rooster, and that has significance uh, in many ways. But I really wanted to be a reminder of uh, one: we're all sinners, and so we deny God, we deny um, we deny Him in a lot of ways uh, throughout our life and throughout our day. And so I just want that to be a constant reminder that no matter where you think you are in your journey and your faith is that you still have a long way to go. Uh, and if you remember, you know, Peter denying Christ uh, three times, and he said, hey, you uh, you know, when the rooster crows, right? So I just want to, I want that to be something to remind you at the beginning of this podcast. So let's do, uh, let's continue with our starting off with prayers, and I think it kind of gets us in the right mindset before we start the readings. In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So today, because it's Sunday, has a few more readings. So we'll have an Old Testament, we'll have a New Testament, and then we'll have the Gospel. So we are in Genesis today. Genesis 18, verses 20 to 32. And it's about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, or a portion of that, and, and 
Abraham's having a conversation with God and Abraham's trying to persuade him maybe not to you know wipe everyone out what if there are good people mixed in so kind of a little bit of the same thing we got the other day which is you know are there weeds amongst the wheat and and I know you want to take out the weeds but what about the wheat and so it's it's interesting this little story and if you do a little research Sodom and Gomorrah there's debate on where that is actually if you know one if those were real cities and where were they at you see some research says they were maybe by the uh, the Dead Sea closer to it, what is today Israel um, or it was in northern Syria I mean again all in that Middle East um, Middle Eastern uh, area um, I, again I don't get into the to that I would rather just you know what what can we learn from the story so here we are then the Lord said the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grave that I must go down and see whether or not their actions fully correspond to the cry against them that comes to me I mean to find out while the two men walked on further towards Sodom, the Lord remained standing before Abraham. Then Abraham drew nearer to him and said, Will you sweep away the innocent with the guilty? Suppose there were 50 innocent people in the city. Would you wipe out the place rather than spare it for the sake of the 50 innocent people within it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to make the innocent die with the guilty, so that the innocent and the guilty would be treated alike. Should not the judge of all the world act with justice? The Lord replied, If I find fifty innocent people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham spoke up again, See how I am presuming to speak to my Lord. Though I am but dust and ashes. What if there are five less than 50 innocent people? Will you destroy the whole city because of those five? I will not destroy it, he answered. If I find 45 there. But Abraham persisted, saying... What if only 40 are found there? He replied, I will forbear doing it for the sake of the 40. Then he said, Let not my Lord grow impatient if I go on. What if only 30 are found there? He replied, I will forbear doing it if I can find but 30 there. Still, he went on, since I have thus dared to speak to my Lord, what if there are no more than twenty? I will not destroy it, he answered, for the sake of the twenty. But he still persisted. Please, let not my Lord grow angry if I speak up this last time. What if there are at least ten there? For the, spake, for the sake of those ten, he replied, 
I will not destroy it. The Lord departed as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned home. I find it, I'm not, you know, I know this is the reverent piece, but I find that discourse to be somewhat comical um, because I, I see that. I mean, it just happened within the last 30 minutes. Jagger came in here and was asking me about something, I mean, obviously not as, as heavy as, you know, killing people and innocent and saving, but it was similar father-son conversation of, can I borrow this? Can I have that? Will you do this for me? And I did not show as much grace as God did. And I definitely grew impatient and was aggravated. And I owe him apology. So that's something that's going to happen here here soon this evening uh, before we go to bed. Because he wants to go cut the grass and make some money at a, at a friend's house. And he wanted to borrow the chainsaw and the lawnmower and, and someone else's, another friend of mine's trailer and... And he's 17, but he thinks he's 25, 30. And he's never done some of these things, like driven it, you know, backed up a trailer or used a chainsaw. And so he doesn't understand consequences and risk. And I did not have a lot of patience to discuss that with him. So he grew impatient with me. I grew impatient with him. And so he and I need to have a follow-up conversation So the Psalms, again, follows that Old Testament reading. And it's basically, we are looking at Psalms 138, 1 through 8. And it's the hymn of a grateful heart. I thank you, Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, to you I sing. I bow low toward your holy temple. I praise your name for your fidelity and love. For you have exalted over all your name and your promise. When I cried out, you answered. You strengthened my spirit. All the kings of earth will praise you, Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. They will sing of the ways of the Lord. How great is the glory of the Lord. The Lord is on high, but cares for the lowly and knows the proud from afar. Though I walk in the midst of dangers, you guard my life when my enemies rage. You stretch out your hand. Your right hand saves me. The Lord is with me to the end. Lord, your love endures forever. Never forsake the work of your hands. Wow. So it's reverent, but I tell you, it gets me pumped when I read. Um, when I cried out, you answered. You strengthened my spirit. It's going to, again, I'm, that's a prelude to what I'm going to talk about um, after we get through the readings. Because my spirit is strengthened by something that happened 10 minutes before I started this. This, today's podcast. All right, the second reading, we get into, we're in Colossians, 
Again, I'm flipping through my Bible. I have it all tabbed out. But So we're in Colossians 2. So chapter 2, verses 12 to 14. You were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. And even when you were dead in transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he brought you to life along with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions obliterating the bond against us with its legal claims which was opposed to us he also removed it from our midst nailing it to the cross i'll tell you one thing that's neat um the one thing that pull that speaks to me is you know and we're going to talk about forgiving of sins and because you know, we're going to talk about the lord's prayer and in, in the final reading is the nailing of the cross. So I want to, Chance and I have both been on, it's called an Acts Retreat, A-C-T-S. Adoration, Community, Theology, and Service. So it's hosted usually by a Catholic church, but it's not just for uh, Catholics. So um, I know when I went on my, there were, um, I think there was a gentleman that was Mormon, there were atheists, uh, there were people that just, you know, trying to find their faith in whatever areas. And I've actually hosted a retreat, been been the guy that did the retreat, um, which was which is really awesome. And that that sparked my interest in actually getting into that when whenever um, whenever I'm done, you know, I'm retired from the Air Force. And part. And I can share this, but we had, we had, you know, this, the past is about nailing your cross. Um, that, that's, that was something we did in the retreat and it was powerful. And, um, I hope that's something that's done in other areas. And if you haven't done an action retreat, maybe that's something that kind of entices you to do one. If you're interested in one and, um, just let me know, you know, um, and I will, uh, I will connect the dots for you. Okay, the last reading today from the Gospel is from the Gospel of Luke. And what's pretty neat, I think a couple days ago I talked about the Lord's Prayer, that it was in Matthew. And if you've read the four Gospels, you know that a lot of them, it'll be the same story or the same incident, told a little different, because it's you know, different authors. And, and But um, but it's kind of neat to see it, because I think that's what makes it, and a lot of historians will say the same thing, that's what makes it, um, more plausible if you were to have be of someone who didn't believe is that when you have multiple accounts of through history, different authors, different times, maybe when they have there's congruency that um, you know has has a litmus test of um, that it's closer to being true. I assume most of the folks listening to this. Um, already have have faith but for some of you that maybe are looking for it and you're pushing it to someone else um, you know look that up and you'll and you'll see a lot of literature out there about that uh, what I just talked about so we're in Luke 
chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. It's the Lord's Prayer. He was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, "Lord, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us. And do not subject us to the final test. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend to whom he goes at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived at my house from a journey, and I have nothing to offer him. And he says in reply from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children and I are already in bed. I cannot get up to give you anything. I tell you, if he does not get up to give him the loaves because of their friendship, he will get up to give him whatever he needs because of his persistence. And I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you would hand his son a snake when he asks for a fish? Or hand him a scorpion when he asks for an egg? If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Okay, I'm back, and I'm doing something a little different. I am walking around my room, and I'm holding the phone, the recording device, if you, you know, uh, up to my ear, and I'm walking around like as if I'm having a true conversation with someone over the phone, which I think will speed up the way, the rate in which I speak, and it will feel more like someone's on the other end just listening to me. So here's why I'm excited. Um, I had to put, well, we decided to sell one of my motorcycles, one of the two motorcycles. So we had I'd bought one through, through the family and two motorcycles, one butt. I'm the only one that rides. And, uh, and I decided that, you know, to sell it. Also, Jagger's tuition is, is quite expensive. This is his last year. And so having that extra money would would be awesome to better put that towards, you know, basically pay his whole senior year of tuition. And that's, that was something on me that's, you know, a worry, some anxiety about that. And, you know, praying on it, thinking about it, worrying about it, all those things, finish the readings, and then 10 minutes before... I started this podcast, maybe not even 10 minutes, a gentleman calls me and he sounds extremely interested, 
So today's Sunday, Tuesday, I'm going to meet him after work and, and have him take a look at the bike. Uh, and don't know if it's going to be, not 100% sure it's going to sell, but just that little bit of just just lifted my spirit, as I said, uh, as I said earlier. Okay, so I just wanted to let you know that that that's happening, and that's that um, just feels it feels reassuring. It feels like you know God's listening, and I think that's that's all that's what we all want um, is that that reassurance that He's listening. So what I what I got out of today, and primarily, I mean, I kind of talked a little bit about the Old Testament again. A lot of the stuff in the Old Testament, it's hard for me too because it. Um, a lot of context, and you got to understand some of it. I think again, I explained a little bit about what I what I got at least from that reading and the second reading. The last reading, um, you get the Lord's Prayer. The biggest thing, and, and I didn't say it in the beginning, that today's kind of theme is give us each day our daily bread. And and I've. I, I've had, I have a couple prayers that I say, and, and one of them is about, you know, today. Focus on today, today's journey, and you know, and there's, you know, in their scripture it talks about, you know, no man knows the hour, the day or the hour, um, that that you will die. So planning for all these worldly things, well, I think it's still important to plan. Uh, I think it's also important to just focus on what good can I do today. And, and making good use out of every day. So the whole uh, discussion about the, you know, if you go to your neighbor, I mean, that has a lot of context too. If you if you do a little research, and, and there's, it still happens in some communities today, but you know, I think about growing up, you know, if you needed an egg or some sugar or some flour, you could go to the neighbor and, and borrow it. And, you know, same thing would happen, you know, if they needed I don't think that happens in a lot of communities and a lot of these subdivisions today. You know, you have to really kind of get to know your neighbor. People are kind of closed off. One of my blessings is the neighbors um, across the street. So we we have some space out here where we bought. We have one, two, three close neighbors. We have met all three of them. And, And I say close, I'm talking you know, two, three football fields away. Like that's close because everyone's on acreage and property. So I'm, I'm sitting on, you know, Chance and I are sitting on a little over two acres. The neighbors behind us have you know, 40 and there's another 40 and then there's the neighbors across the street. So the neighbors across the street, um, it's the mother and two daughters and the son lives in Columbia and he comes usually on Sundays. He um, does some construction work on the side. He's a painter. He hangs sheetrock. The mother and the mother's much older, um, and then two daughters are older. And one is is in um, is fighting through and recovering from cancer. So, but most of the most of the time, it's you know three, you know, and the two the two daughters could be my mother. So they're in their 50s, uh, late 50s. And their dad um, has passed away. But he was a man that, you know, had 
because they have property. He had tools. He had tractors and chainsaw and chainsaw blade sharpeners and just everything that a, a man running a small farm would need. And and it's what's awesome is one Jagger goes over there. They they employ Jagger to go and they pay him cash and he takes care of the yard and he cuts grass, he weeds. But they also basically just opened up their family to us and opened up their home and all their resources and their stuff. And it's like, hey, if you need it and we got it, it's yours. And that's a blessing because you don't find that. You just don't. So I've you know, borrowed their generator. Um, I just bought a generator from their son. So he, he was coming through a deal with a, a friend of his and he's, the guy selling his generator Hey, I know, I know a guy who's been good to my mom and my sisters, and and so he was he picked it up for me and didn't make any money off of it, just and then transported it and got it to me. And so I think about neighbors like that. You know, do you have any? Can, are you that kind of neighbor? You know, should we be? And the answer is yes. That's the kind of neighbors we should be. So opening up our homes at midnight because there's another guest. That was expected. You know thousands of years ago and it's still true in many in many cultures and then you know the 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 discourse kind of later about um you know asking and seeking and finding and knocking and you know good father and what would you give you know if you what would you give your son if he asked for a fish um so goes back to what I talked about earlier. I've got to go back and have a conversation with Jagger because I, I was not I was not a good was not being a good father at that time because I was in my own space in my own place trying to get ready to do this this podcast and here he is asking me for things and and I'm basically saying now's not the time. Reminds me, you know, so that's a fail. That's a fail, but I'm gonna make it. You know, I'm gonna try to make it right. Um, and I think that's important is no matter where you're at on your journey, you're going to continue to fail. It's, I think, recognizing it and doing something about it. But as I'm standing here and I'm talking to you and I'm looking out the window, I see my my good friend of uh, my brother from another mother for many years, Chris Phillips. You know, we got together last night. They came over. Uh, him and I went set up yesterday during the day. We he had his truck and a trailer, and we went set up some some stands so he can do some hog hunting. And it was just awesome just to be with him. Um, and so I think about that friendship, and we we share so many things. Um, if I need, and I have, or if I need and he has, vice versa. Um, it's, it's ours, and that's kind of how we, we view, you know, our stuff. Hey, man, if I've got it, it's yours. And that's a blessing. And I want to read something, again, back from from John O'Donohue in that book of blessings. It's for friendship. And I'm going to read something biblical, too, about friendship. I think it applies to today's readings about just loving someone enough, whether they're your your friend, part of your family, because sometimes people in our family we aren't necessarily friends with, um, and we we should be, and in our neighbors, do we treat them this way? May you be blessed with good friends, and learn to be a good friend to yourself. Journeying to the, that place 
in your soul where there is love, warmth, and feeling. May this change you. May it transfigure what is negative, distant, or cold within your heart. May you, may you be brought into real passion, kindness, and belonging. May you treasure your friends. May you be good to them, be there for them, and receive all the challenges, truth, and light you need. May you never be isolated, but know the embrace of your anima karma, kara. So that anima kara is another book that he wrote, and and it's uh, you can look it up, but it basically means uh, soul, like anima a n a m means soul, and kara means friend and so being that like a friend to the to, to the deepest part of your soul now I also want to read you uh, so this is in Sirach and it's just uh, chapter 6 and there's verses and it's titled true friendship I'm going to skip down through some of it and I'm basically going to start at um, verse 14 again verse 14 in, in my Bible A faithful friend is a sturdy shelter. He who finds one finds a treasure. A faithful friend is beyond price. No sum can balance his worth. A faithful friend is a life-saving remedy. I just, again, these are the things I'm thinking about and feeling right now as I think about friendship and being a good father and being a good husband and being a good leader and being a good follower uh, do do you have these things at least thinking about them I think for me that's a, that's what's important about having some type of daily reading some type of daily meditation something that doesn't always have to be spiritual it could just be a, a quote from a someone who inspires you, a leader, that just makes you think about pausing for a second and going, am I being, how, how am I projecting myself and what are my thoughts and what are my actions and what's my behavior? Is it showing the character that I want, that I want others to show towards me? And so I just... I just offer that to you to kind of ponder and kind of think, what kind of friend are you? Do you have these people in your life? And I would be tell, and I've told my dad this, uh, you know, this talks about finding one. I have many treasures. You know, I have, I have some that are just a lot of, a lot of, a lot of acquaintances, but I have some true friends, you know, plural. Some people that I can call on in the middle of the night and say, hey, I need you, and they would drop things for me and, and come and go, and I have several. So I, I know, uh, I believe, I know I am blessed, and I tell folks that. Hopefully they know that. I've said that about them. I, t- I tell this to my dad. You know, I'm blessed beyond my measure for sure. 
when it comes to, you know, having good people in my life. And I hope I'm that to, to others as well. So I'd be interested to get some feedback that it, if you thought this, this second half, cause I'm going to put a little, again, I'm, I think this is a little bit of different, different spin that if it means something, if it feels a little different to you, uh, again, thanks uh, Frank for telling me to, or giving me some suggestions on how to maybe pick up, pick up the tempo or change it up a little bit. So let's end with, uh, with a closing prayer. Father in heaven, you have given me a mind to know you, a will to serve you, and a heart to love you. Give me today the grace and strength to embrace your holy will and fill my heart with your love, that all my intentions and actions may be pleasing to you. Help me to be kind and forgiving towards my neighbor as you have been towards me. Give shelter, O God, to those who need it, and bring together families divided. Give us enough to eat and decent work to earn our bread. Care for us, O God. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lead on with Christ and remember, grace is the way.